A beautiful morning out there. Welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. Well, bless the Lord for another day. This beautiful day. It's a beautiful white, uh, excuse me, very cold day this morning. But we give praise and honor and thanks to the Father for another beautiful weather. His Lord is good. His love and kindness are new every morning. We accept amen, that which the Lord brings before us today. So please don't mind my look this morning. I'm just very cold, but we're still here to declare and proclaim the word of God. Let us pray. Father, we bless your name this morning. We honor you. We celebrate your mercy, your goodness, your kindness that I knew every morning. Great is your faithfulness towards us. We are awake, alive once again to continue this journey that you have called us into. You said to the patriarch Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. We thank you, Lord, that our walk with you daily is what perfects us to become more like you. So, Father, may we never get tired of walking with you. May we never feel a point in our life where we want to be distracted or we feel we can no longer journey further. So, this morning, as you awaken us, as you steer our heart, as you sound the trumpet of your spirit again as we hear the flappings of the wings yes of the cherubims and the seraphims as we join force oh god this morning with the with the men and women oh god yes who have heard the same voice and the same call of your spirit help us father to journey on to continue to press further yes father your word says as we continue to behold Christ in the mirror of his word. We are being changed, translated, transformed from one level of glory, from one dimension of glory to another. And so I pray this morning once again, may we enjoy the reality of this present glory that you are revealing to us. Yes. So we keep our eyes on Christ. Yes. The author and the finisher of our faith. We pray this morning that as they've patriarch's journey oh god yes and your life your 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 life brought them to a new position of spiritual reality we pray oh god that we will also this morning as we as we journey further with you we will be brought to the place oh god of your good pleasure you will be glorified in our lives this morning you'll be exalted as we look into the blueprint of your heart your your mind for your church as we consider the divine architecture, yes, of that which you define to be your church. Uh, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that every part of our being, of our life, once again, will reflect the very value, the very standard of what your church represents. So we can truly mirror the intention of your church to a world, oh God, that is engrossed in blindness, in darkness. I pray in the name of Jesus this morning that your light, O oh God, will bring us to a position of illumination. I thank you once again. Instruct us, touch our ears to hear, touch our minds this morning to receive, O oh God. We shake off in the name of Jesus every, every sense of I, I, I've had enough, I, I know enough. I, I, we, I, we proclaim this morning that whatever we know, yes, now recites in the residual of yesterday's knowledge, which is good, but we need, yes, that which you are proclaiming today for us to be able to build and move on to a better reality. Uh, Father, thank you that you are continually uh, resourcing us with the very life, with the very resource 
of the revelation of the ascended one, Christ, our King, our Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus this morning that as we look continually to the revelation of this ascended life, of this blueprint that has been given to us, of this word that has been opened before us, may we become more like you, Christ. May our life continue to, yes, bring glory and honor and pleasure unto you. I thank you. I bind every heart, every soul, Lord, to your will this morning. I proclaim that only your will and counsel will stand. We yield every faculty of our soul in the name of Jesus, even the dimensions that we do not even know exist, oh God, whatever it is in the name of Jesus that makes us to think in a particular way, to, to, to view things, to see in a particular way, to act and react in a particular way, to believe in a particular way. We lay all down this morning at your altar and we pray, Father, refine us with your refining fire. Bring us to a new understanding, a better understanding, a more coherent reality of the inner life. Help us, Father, to converge into that dimension of a life of God that is fully aligned to your standard in the name of Jesus. I thank you. I honor you, Holy Spirit. Take your place. Have your way. You are the great teacher, Holy Spirit. So teach us. You are the great paracletus. Enable us and Empower us this morning. Endow us, oh God. Help us. Help me touch my eyes, my ears. Help me to see and to speak, oh God, of the things, yes, that you have ordained for your people. Help us this morning once again to cooperately, yes, oh God, come to the place of maturity in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I honor you. I give you all the glory this morning. Thank you, Lord, for every person out there, those that will be listening to this broadcast later from whatever part of our country or, 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 or society they are. I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, they will receive this engrafted word, yes, that is able to save their soul, that is able to build them up, that is able to give them an inheritance among them, yes, that are perfect. I thank you this morning that your word will perfect us in every area, that there will be no area of our life, oh God, that yes you are not speaking to oh God that there will not be any dimension of our existence that we are not opening up to your light may your light come this morning flood us oh God renew oh God yes your, your, your intentions and counsel in our life even as we come with a fresh attitude as in, with a new attitude of response I thank you once again this morning that you will be exalted oh God in everything that we do you will be first and last in our thoughts in our actions in the name of Jesus that the revelation of Christ supersede any idea, any dream, any vision, yes, that we have, oh God. We pray Christ be seated, be fully seated this morning. Rule and reign as the king of our life, as the king of our soul. You are God and you are God of our life. You are God of our home, God of our space. Yes, it is you that we worship. It is you that we bow to. It is you that we honor. It is you that we proclaim king this morning. I thank you this this morning. Once again, I yield my heart, my soul, my body, my life, my faculty. I lay them all down. I ask, oh God, use me for your glory, oh God. Let the things that I say be the things, oh God, that you have deposited, oh God, for the beneficiation of those that will be listening. I thank you because these words this morning are filled with faith. They are words of life, words of hope. Yes, words of authority, words of deliverance. I bless your holy name once again that as this 
this word goes like an armor it will bring it will break every every iron it will break down yes every wall every every mountain every resistance in the name of Jesus your word will bring healing deliverance your word will bring direction your word will bring light illumination your word will bring us to a point of God of breakthrough in the name of Jesus thank you father this morning that deliverance is taking place there is no power no force no spirit no entity no system that can stop that which your spirit yes has begun to do even through the operations of your word we receive this engrafted word we receive the operations of your word in our life have your way and be glorified <clears throat> be exalted this morning once again father in jesus name amen and amen well if you're joining me once again this morning i want to welcome you to another live broadcast that this is a, a day where we are pressing further the lord is speaking to us we are on the journey of uh, a rediscovery if you will we are seeking to understand <clears throat> we are seeking to understand the will of god the heart of god Beyond that, we want to know, amen, what is God's divine, amen, blueprint in terms of building. Uh, building requires, amen, that we understand what the Father, amen, has in his mind. What, what, what are his intentions? Amen. When he created us, he created us, amen, in his own image. That image ought to be reflecting, amen, a particular, you know, uh, uh, objective, amen, of his nature, of his life. Every one of us, amen, are unique in our creation. We reflect a dimension beyond just, amen, the very virtue and life and fruits, amen, of his very existence, amen, of his very being that we, amen, that we ought to be reflecting. But each of us, amen, is sandal with a mandate, with a mission, with a with a with a calling amen that must amen be carried out in the earth and so we are seeking as jesus said he will build his church he's building his church he's still building his church amen the church he began to build over two thousand years ago <clears throat> He's still building today. There are various, you know, emphases of the construction and the realignment, if you will. Amen. The, 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 the joinings, amen. And of course, the manifestation of that very church, amen, to society. Our, our, our focus, amen, is not more on what, amen, men have been able to, you know, uh, uh, exhibit in terms of what they claim to be what Christ, amen, had built. No, we are focusing on the reality, on the position of the structure of the human heart amen such that when amen his, his intention are well built are well established in us we then go out to represent him amen through the power of lifestyle and that is what we call the ecclesia yes the ecclesia amen is one that reflects the very essence the very you know uh, uh, value the very you know uh, uh, you know power and authority if you will the government of, of god on earth amen that is what we are that is what we represent and that is what amen we are about and we're trying to reclaim all of this amen understanding <clears throat> One of the things that we are doing, amen, as we go to the word and engage the word of God, we are reminding ourselves, amen, we are reminding ourselves of what God says in his word, amen, of the divine order, of the divine pattern, of the divine blueprint, amen, of how we ought to live life, amen, as, 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 ones, as those that have been summoned, called out, amen, of the world system. Indeed, we have been called out, <clears throat> 
excuse me, we have been called out, amen, and we've been, the Bible says we have been translated into the kingdom, amen, of his son, of the kingdom of light, amen. We are not in darkness. Everything that we do and that we represent, amen, ought to reflect the ministry of light. And so we are looking into God's word. We are, we are seeking to understand and uncover, amen, this dimension of an entity, a clan, if you will, a tribe in the earth, a nation that is called earlier the ecclesia, yes, this ecclesia company of people <clears throat> empowered by the spirit, amen, to carry out the very, you know, plans of God in terms of the redemption of creation, amen, has to be clearly understood, amen, and, 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 and lived in such, a, in such a way that their life is not, amen, uh, contradicting what, amen, has been written in the word of God. So this is where we, and that's why we are looking at the book of Art, because the book of Art gives us, amen, the divine order, the divine blueprint, what God wants to see, amen, is church reflect. Of course, the book of Art is a framework, is a foundation, amen. It doesn't carry the whole, you know, reality of what the, what the what the finality of the church amen ought to reflect <clears throat> but if we build according to the blueprint and the standards that we have seen in the book of Acts, amen our life will ultimately amen end up in that point and place where we can become the lord's pleasure we become that garden again amen we become that good place where amen we 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 we, we, we resource the earth have you noticed that it's from the garden amen that everything in terms of divine provision and sustenance, amen, amen, we're, we're established. The Bible says from within the, from within Eden, hallelujah, four heads of river, God planted trees there, amen, good for food, amen, and God placed them out. So the, the, the program of God is clear. The, the, the instructions of God, amen, hallelujah, the intentions of God are well mapped out, amen, as we see in, the, in, in, in Genesis, amen, and we see how God placed a man there to administrate, to watch over, amen, to keep, to God, the Bible says, amen, to, to cultivate the place and to guard it, to keep it. That's the word, cultivate and keep it, to watch over it. Hallelujah. That intention, that, that divine, amen, program of God has not changed. God has not, amen, abdicated, amen, uh, 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 removed man rather from his position. No, the first man, yes, abdicated his responsibility, but the second man, amen, has come to reinstate, amen, those that have been, you know, born of God, born of the Spirit, those that are no longer, amen, under the control and influence, amen, of the nature of the flesh, and that's why it's important that we read the book of Romans, amen, particularly Romans chapter 8, amen. Yes, for there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life, amen, in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death, amen, was, was brought into human space via, amen, disobedience, rebellion, amen, cor and corruption. Yes, yes. When, when the first man, amen, rejected uh, uh, the, the, the values, the standard of God, amen, and decided to do his own thing by listening to, amen, the, the voice of the enemy. Sin came into the world. Man became very weak. Man became, amen, un, unable to carry out, amen, what he has been designed and ordained for. But now that is no longer the case. Christ, amen, Christ's death on the cross has changed all of this. And this is the reason why we need to continually... <clears throat> 
We need to continually preach and teach, amen, the sound, amen, uh, undivided word of God. So many people out there can know that, wait a minute, there's hope for them, amen. There is, there is, there is, there is, you know, new life for them. There is, amen, there is direction for them. But, you know, the enemy, of course, doesn't want people to know this. So we will continue to pro proclaim and teach. That's why, we, you know, we do this as the Spirit of the Lord directs us daily, amen. Uh, we want to have, we want to come into the full awareness of this. This enriched life, this new life, this amen, position, amen, of what the Bible calls a new creation. And you, we see that in the life of, you know, uh, Saul of Tarsus. We see his conversion. We've been talking about his conversion. This is very, very vital, amen. If this, this concept has been played down, has been, you know, talked down, you know, and we have reduced it to just somebody confessing words, amen, in under less than, you know, a, a, a minute. And then we say they are, they, are, they, are, they are born again. No, that's not what the Bible teaches. We have to go back and discover and find out, amen. Because at the end of the day, we can do all of these things that we claim, amen, are biblical, but we're not seeing the result, amen, of what we, 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 we claim we believe. You see, the, the, the point is the, is the fruit at the end of the day that judges us. The Bible says, for by their fruit we shall know them. So if what we claim is not bearing the corresponding fruits, amen, that, amen, the word of God, you know, says, then something certainly is wrong. And this is why, amen, we are going back, amen, excuse me, to search, to, to find out, to, to relocate, and not just to look at what people amen, claim out there, not just to be carried away you know, by the, by the noise and the sound, amen, the size and all of that. We want the power of lifestyle, amen, the power of, 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 of the fruit that we bear, the fruit, amen, that are, that are sourced from, amen, the order of the Spirit of Christ, yes, not the fruit that are sourced from you know, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No, we are bearing fruits coming, amen, from uh, the tree of life, you know, resourced by, amen, the streams of, of living water that has been planted, hallelujah, that has been established. So these are things that we are looking into and I'm praying, I'm really praying, I'm believing God, amen, that we will get this, that we will not just, you know, uh, uh, flip through this, that we will not just hear this and go to the next thing, but rather this truth will really put us... In a position, or excuse me, in a point where we can pray this thing into our lives. <clears throat> where we can pray this thing into our very, amen, uh, uh, you know, spirit man. Every aspect of our life gets to be consumed by the reality, by the wisdom, by the knowledge, by the demand, by the expectation, amen, of this message. That we will not just leave it until, amen, uh, 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 we, we have truly, amen, uh, uh, drawn the life. <coughs> excuse me. That we have drawn the life out of amen, what the Lord has given to us. So we are in Acts uh, chapter 9. We are, we are all, we, in fact, we'll be done this morning with the conversion of Saul. And I think this is a beautiful uh, point the Lord has brought us into. Uh, at least nobody who has heard us and who, to a certain degree, have been able to... Uh, uh, you know, receive of this ministry that we've been sharing for a while, we'll be able to say that they do not understand or know what the Lord expects in terms of their conversion, amen, and, you know, their, their renewal into, if you will, salvation. Because this is, these are things that the church, we have played down on, like I said, a lot of entertainment, a lot of, you know, uh, 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 
reducing of the values and, and the standards of God in the, in the body of Christ. And that is why we cannot really manifest. We can't even carry. We, don't have, we are not in a position to be able to carry the life and the power of what we proclaim. Because if we do, that thing is just going to, you know, it's going to neutralize us. Right? Because there's a condition of a life, there's a position of a spirit that can house <laughs> not just not just the things of God, but how how's God? The Bible says, "Don't you know that your body is the temple of the living God?" That is a huge statement that we have downplayed, and so we're going to be moving from Amen. The conversion th this morning, I'm going to be concluding on what we term as you know Paul's conversion as a principle, Amen, to how we ought to understand and engage the concept, Amen of you know, uh, uh, one coming to the Lord, amen, and being prepared for whatever the Lord, amen, will have them become in life. Remember that conversion is very close to, amen, how we locate, amen, our sense of purpose. And that is what I'm going to be, you know, looking at this morning. I mean, conversion is from the point of our conversion that we get to Amen. Begin to understand, if you will, rediscover, amen, the essence of our life. Think about that. Because you've lived your life, amen, in, in ignorance, you've built your life, amen, in, 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 in blindness, around blindness, around blind, blind people, amen. Uh, uh, and, you know, the one thing about God is he's no respecter of, of, of man, Regardless of our position and influence, if we are not spiritually alive, awakened, amen, whatever we do, amen, will be a manifestation, a reflection of what? Of darkness, of blindness. The Bible says, you know, can, can, you know, can the blind lead the blind? If the blind leads the blind, amen, both will fall. So there are leadership leading, amen, there are people in leadership leading in blindness, so regardless of the office, regardless of what we claim we know we have, amen, if, if it's tagged as blindness, it's going to produce blindness. And it's going to produce bl blind people. And that's what we're seeing all across the nation, all across the world, amen, that we're seeing blind people, amen, you know, speaking in the state of their blindness, leading in the state of, you know, blindness, and, you know, doing all kinds of things in that state of blindness. And no one that we are not able to bring for no one that we are not able amen to 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 transform and for those people or places where you say but can you see all that they have built but look at what is happening to them today look at their state of life look at their condition of life many people we call told you know uh, first world you know you know a uh, uh, developed world just look at what is happening to them you know uh, in terms of their humanity their humanity is collapsing on a day-to-day -day basis while they have built you know towering things while they have done all kinds of you know massive things but look at him at the very essence the very condition of their life that ought to sustain these things that they've built is all crumbling down. So we, we, we need to look at that, amen. The, the scriptures speak about that, amen, that the things that man has built, amen, the high, you know, wall and the high towers, you know, the, 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 the massive things, you know, that man has been able to build up, they're coming down. We, we don't want to build things that is just for a season, that is just, okay, for some people to look at today and tomorrow. We can't find the footprint. We can't find, amen, those things, amen. 
We can't find them because they, they're gone. They've been pushed down. So we have to look at the construction, amen, of, 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 of life, of society, amen, the transformation of society from a position where our life is well seated, well secure, amen, on the very foundation of Christ himself that is called the rock. Christ is our rock. And it's on him that we build. <clears throat> Is on Christ that we build. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. That's the reality. Whatever we build that is not built on the solidity, on the eternal reality, on the eternal revelation, on the continual revelation, on the unfolding revelation of Christ. It's sinking sand. It's only a matter of time. This must become, amen, what drives our life, what, amen, we, we, we hope in. I want to quickly share a scripture with you as I come to, you know, uh, uh, Act uh, uh, 9. We're going to conclude, like I said this morning, on the conversion of, of Brother Saul because that to us, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a point, it's a place where we need to come to and ask ourselves, amen, did, did, did we have this kind of experience did we encounter God, amen, in our salvation? Everybody that claims to be saved encounter God. Let me repeat myself. Everyone that claims to be saved encounter God. That encounter cannot be some feasible idea. It cannot be in the figment of your imagination. It cannot be, you know, like somebody says, uh, 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 she went to hell and they had to probe her. And she said, well, well, you see, this is a psychological thing. This, no, no, no. If you go to hell, you go to hell. I mean, it's real. This is not something you cook up. It's not an experience that you feel. It's not, you know, what happened to you that, you know, the, the pain that you go through. No. That you can call hell but the real hell, my God, you don't want to face. You don't want to even begin to imagine that. You see, as, 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 as hell is real, so is amen, the reality of God. So if we claim that we have encountered, I mean, you can say you know something and they're probing you about that thing and then uh, uh, you say, well, you, you're not sure, then, then you change the tonation. No, if you experience God, you experience God. If you have not experienced God, then there's nothing to be ashamed about. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You need to go back and say, God, well, I, I thought I, I know you. Yes, I've made this confession. But the things that I'm still doing, you know, proves that something is not connecting. So please, I need to experience you, Lord, as a soul of Tarsus, experience you on this road to Damascus. I also want to experience you so that when I begin to speak and, and proclaim and declare of you, I, I can speak from that position of experience and not from the position of just mere knowledge, not just from the position of mere uh, idea, not just from my own po point of you know, persuasion. I want to be able to say I have seen this thing. I touched this thing. I, 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 I was with him on the mountain. I encounter him. Everyone saved must be able to share the tes their testimony of divine encounter. 
Everyone saved must be able to share their testimony of divine encounter. If you think what I'm saying, amen, it's not, it's not, it's not valid or it's not important, uh, you make a big mistake because your entire life, the entire structure that you're going to be building, whatever you're going to be building, whatever you're going to be claiming, God told you, God asked you to do, amen, or you even want to do, amen, as, as, as a human being, will be driven by, amen, that singular experience that you have. And if you don't have it, God help you. Because there are things that are coming to challenge you. There are things that are coming, amen, to, to, to taunt you. There are, there are powers that are, there are powerful, demonic, satanic spirit that are coming, amen, to test. Yes. The Bible says, the works of our hands shall be tested by fire. So if you claim, amen, that yes, oh, I know the Lord, amen, but it's just some idea you have, amen. You know the Lord because, you know, uh, uh, when you were sick, you prayed and God answered you or someone answered you. But you don't even know, you know. There are many people that Jesus healed in the scripture that they even know that it was Jesus who healed them. <laughs> Jesus healed somebody. The next time he met him, he says, uh, uh, do you know who did this? He said, no, I don't know. There are many, many like that. That's the experience of many people. The guy in John, chapter, in John chapter 9, so many people, Christ, the Lord healed them. The things happened to them, but they, they, they did not have a, a, a personal experience of the person. They, they, they experienced the miracle. They experienced the blessing. They experienced the gifting. They experienced things. They benefited things, but they never truly encountered him. You see, Paul went beyond just experiencing things. He, he, the, the, the things that happened to Paul were, were beyond just a light shining on him. There are people who a light shine on them and they run with the, with the revelation of a light. I saw a light. There are churches, ministry that have been built. Amen. The, 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 the Jesus of the latter day saints. Amen. Amen. I, they build this massive empire of, of, you know, of a religious you know, system on you know, an encounter somewhere. So many you know, things like that. Even Jehovah Witness, they tell you they encounter something. There are all kinds of things that people will tell you. Amen. They encounter encounter that that is from God but they never truly amen, encounter God they never truly heard the voice of God let me let me let me tell you this thing whenever you encounter God you want to look for his voice because his voice is important amen to authenticate amen the things that you have heard when you begin to cross-reference what you have heard earlier with the things that he has said there are people who claim they have heard things they have seen things amen but when you look at their vision when you hear their vision amen and you try to amen align it you try to look for amen alignment because whenever God speaks to you God can be speaking to you on the mountain you can go to a river and God speaks to you there you can go anywhere and you heard the voice of God if what you have heard amen does not correspond with hallelujah what has been written because the written word of god is not just to affirm it's also to confirm it's also to confirm so if you if, if there are no confirmation from the word of god and don't, and don't tell me where there is nothing in the word of god to confirm what god said then it's not god that spoke to you because amen he, he would not break his word hallelujah 
The word of God cannot be broken. God will always confirm. People who wrote the scripture, many of them, if not all of them, never really met themselves. Amen. But there is a confirmation. There is a coherency. There is nothing earlier in this in this world, amen, that is that is written in terms of you know a, a document that is that is so coherent, amen, as the word of God. The word of God is the most coherent material that we can engage. Hallelujah. So it is important, amen, that we have we have the word of God seated. When I mean the word of God, I'm talking about the entire counsel of God's word. You know, I've been hammering on this thing. You have it because the days we live in are days of lying wonders. They are days of great deception. The Bible says, if the days are not cut short, even the very elect will be deceived. Why do you think they will be deceived? Because there will be things that will be sounding like God, that will be looking like God, amen, that will be feeling like God, amen, that will even be talking like God, amen, but they are not gods. So, if we don't have a basis of sound doctrinal theological understanding mixed with, amen, revelational experience of the ascended Christ we will be flawed, we will be deceived you will be deceived <clears throat> I've met people say no me, I, I cannot be deceived in fact for the fact that people say I cannot be deceived, that itself amen, is a sign that they are on their way to be deceived because if the Bible says that if the days were not cut short, even the very elect, so you begin to ask yourself, what kind of activity will be taking place in such season, in such a time, in such an age, amen, that even the very elect will be, will be thinking, will be changing them, you know, will, will be, you know, probing again, you know. You get the point that I'm making. So it's not just I know the Bible. You have to know, amen, the mind, the heart of God, the intentions of God. You've got to have the spiritual accuracy to rightly divide so that when you are interpreting a revelation, a vision, amen, you're doing it within, amen, the context, amen, of God's heart. We have to, we have to pray, amen, uh, 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 Colossians 1, you know, 1, 1, 1, 1, 9, daily. Colossians 1, 9 must become part of our life, amen. You know, Ephesians 1, amen, uh, uh, from, you know, 15 downwards, 15 to 17, must become part and parcel of our life, amen. We want to be secure so that the eyes of our, of our inner, in, inner, in, in, inner, inner spirit, the eyes of our inner man, amen, is enlightened. The things you see in your spirit, you, you, are, you are sure that that's God. Not somebody trying to bamboozle you and lie to you and use the name of you know, vision and revelation and you're confused, you're deceived. No, you know that you know. You are well established. I can't tell you that I know everything in the word of God, but the things that I know, I know them. I know them. And that, that is what gives me the authority to speak. You see, when, when you speak from a position that I'm speaking and you don't have a certain, you know, revel, revelational backing, you're going to be on your own because people are going to leave you. Amen. The people who claim to support you, who are supporting you, are going to go. Amen. You know, all kinds of things are going to happen around you. But you see, if you have, if you have seen the things that I've seen, if you have encountered the things that I've encountered, amen, and, and, and you have spent time, amen, to make sure that those things are well mature, amen, in your spirit. You see, there are things that our life is built on that are not just based on what everybody believes, what everybody accepts. No, no. Every, every true called person of God has his own, hallelujah, uh, 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 if you will, 
personal encounter that they build their life on. That is what differentiates everybody, amen, from those that have been called out as a fivefold ministry. Every person calling to the ministry of the fivefold has this thing about their calling that there is nothing, amen, if they have really touched that dimension, that there is nothing, that there is no one on earth, amen, that can talk them out of, out of it. If you don't have it, you're just a nice preacher, a nice motivational. I'm not a motivational you know, person. I'm a prophet of the living God. I'm a priest. And there are things that we have encountered. There are things that we have seen. And that's why we can continue like this daily. You can continue. Even when your outer man is perishing, amen, the inner man is being renewed day by day. You are pressing. You are declaring things. Hallelujah. The things I've been declaring since I came to this nation and the things that I'm still declaring, growing in it, moving on. you never catch me deviate. Need does not deviate. Money does not deviate us. Lack does not deviate us. Amen. Lust does not deviate us. Hallelujah. <clears throat> the maligning of men does not deviate us. No matter what you throw at me, I will still be standing. I will still be proclaiming and be declaring. Hallelujah. The gospel of the kingdom of God. Not the gospel of the kingdom of man. Not the gospel of the kingdom of fame. Not the gospel of the kingdom of mammon. Not the gospel of the kingdom of materialism. Not even the gospel of the kingdom of some good idea and theology. No, no, no. It's the gospel of amen, the kingdom of, of God. The ever-increasing reality. The ever-increasing revelation of Christ. Hallelujah. Getting the point that I'm making, friends, this morning. So don't be deceived. Don't get to a point where you say, no, no, no. This can never happen to me. It can happen to you. We conquer, amen, by daily measuring our strength. By daily, amen, measuring our condition. We conquer. Because if you think, well, I was strong yesterday. What about today? Moods change. Moods change. There are people that Christianity is based on mood. The day they, they are happy, then they, they like everybody. Everybody around knows they are happy. The day something else happened to them that is contrary, <laughs> that they just look for where to stay away from them. Conversion. We're dealing with conversion. I said I want to show you a scripture. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23 says, it says, Lord, I know. It's, it's, in fact, it says, I know, O oh Lord, amen, that a man's way is not his own. I like the translation that says it is not in a man, amen, to drive his own life, to direct his own ways. This is, this is prophet Jeremiah speaking. I know, O oh Lord, that it's not in a man, amen, to, 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 to define his own life, amen, to drive his own life. No one who walks, in fact, let me do this. Thank you, Jesus. It says, Lord, I know that a man's way is not his own. No one who walks, no one who walks directs his own steps. <laughs> no one who walks directs his own steps. Correct me, O oh Lord. But only with your loving justice. Not in your anger. Or you'll bring me to nothing. This is what the prophet. You see, when you start working with God, particularly in this dimension of the prophetic life, it's, it's, 
It's brutal to be calling to the prophetic. But I'm not speaking about that. I'm only telling you that there is a junction. There is a turning point you come into when you encounter God that you no longer direct your own way, your preference, your desire, your passion, you know, your aspiration, amen, your dreams, all of that must be laid on the altar for them to, amen, to, 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 <laughs> to test it. The fire must test it. He said, do you mean that? I mean that. The, 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 the vision of the guy you want to marry, the kind of woman you want, yes. The idea of amen, that you know, dream job. What, you see, there are, there's a life you have lived on, until the point where you encounter God. All that life comes to an end the day you encounter God. You say, is that true? Yes. There are people who claim they have encountered God. They came from certain backgrounds, certain positions, certain knowledge, certain you know, influence, certain family, certain clan. When they encounter God, they still continue from that same ideology and philosophy. They never went to a point, to a place <clears throat> where they died to their old life, died to their old position, identity. That's why when they claim they've encountered God, amen, and they continue, amen, with that same, you know, carry over lifestyle, the power of God cannot flow through them. The nature, the life of God, the things that God wants to use them, the things that God, <clears throat> that God has, <clears throat> excuse me, that has eternally ordained for their life before the foundation of the world, amen, cannot come to the fore because they, they, they love the life that their family has given to them. They love the name that their father, hallelujah, bears and the, that they've inherited. They love the inheritance. It could be material inheritance. They have inherited from their father, from their family name. They love the family name more than the name of God. You know, don't you know that we are the Akitolas? You know, there's something about name from where I come from that people pride their life. They pride their life. In their family name, particularly, you know, if they are, if they come from a chieftain's, you know, a, a background, their family is from some, you know, a, you know, a position of chieftaincy, and they are they are rich, you know, they have influence, and they, you know, because back in the days, you know, chiefs they got lands. They, they, if you are a chief, you don't have land. What are you chiefing over? <laughs> so they, they've got lands. Many banks in Nigeria. And I'm sure in most places they bought, you know, lands, you know, from the chief. And the, the ones that are wise did not sell the land. They list the land to, you know, many of these big conglomerates, banks, and all of these big, you know, uh, 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 you know, industries. <clears throat> so you find their children and their great grandchildren, all right, still benefiting, even though their great grandfather who were chiefs and all of that had died. But the children have inherited those things. This is a good thing. But then you still find, amen, those idea, amen, of position of influence and name, amen, that has, that has, that, that this will have accrued because of, you know, the, you know, the good investment that their great grandfather or grandparents have made, all right, is still an issue in the mind of these children who claim to be now born again. They've given their life to Jesus. There are many, like I know, like that in Nigeria, many young people who have given their life to Jesus, but from a very wealthy, rich home. But you can still see the idea. You can still see the, and that's why they pick the church they go to. 
They don't go to a place, amen, that will help them come to the end of themselves. I'm not saying those things they've inherited are wrong. I'm not saying they're not entitled to those, those, those things. But I'm saying, if those things become, amen, the, the, the yastic, the benchmark becomes, amen, your, your, you know, uh, 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 your position of influence, in even influencing other people, amen, something is wrong with your salvation. You're not truly born again. Listen, I come from a, a very, very influential family. The kind of family that I came from, very influ influential people. Back in the days. <laughs> in fact, amen, my family back in the days are supposed to be, you know, guardians of the water. I mean, they are the one who defines and determines who gets to be chief, who gets to be God knows what, who gets to do this, who get, and who gets to be rejected because they are, the, they are the priest and the priestess that watches, you know, over the affairs of the clan, of the village, of the society, you know. Yes, very influential people, powerful people. <clears throat> and you know my story for those of us who have been following me. I saw what that name has done to many people in the family, even though they have name, they have power and all of that. But I saw how each of them, they get to this point, they come down, they, they come back down. Their family, their home is shattered. I said, I said, I went to my own father. I said, no, this name, I don't want to bear it again. I want to bear your grandfather's name, which is Akintola. I'm not going to mention the other name. And my father said, okay, is that what, that's one of the things that my father approved before he died. And that's why, it, you know, it, it, it pains my heart sometimes that my father today cannot see what his son has become. Just for him to see it. But I thank God that God designed everything the way it is. So, it's not just about the name. I, I, I went, I, I, I. I went, I went to the media. I changed my son name. I didn't change just my name. I changed my son name. You see, that was how persuaded I was about my, 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 my new life in Christ Jesus. My position in Christ Jesus. If Christ cannot make me, nobody will make me. I'm not seeking for cheap, you know, uh, uh, you know influence. Where I come from in Ibadan, the place where, you know, the area that we were born. My father was the first person to build a two-story building in the entire place. He, I mean, his house was like, you know, the Tower of Babel. He's the only, only, it was known. And all the, all the forces in hell make sure that he did not finish. It. I mean, but that was that's a reference. I mean, I grew up to know that. that. That's how the people call us. The son that his father was the one that built the first story building. So you can begin to understand where I'm coming from. So all those things have to me, they're dead. That's what Paul said. The things I've achieved, the things that I was, the name that I've, uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, that, that, that I, that I was, the, 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 the things that I, you know, I, I, people know me for. He said, all of them, I count them dead as dung, manure. I use them as poopoo, -poo, manure, to, to build the new reality of the life that I have in Christ Jesus. 
My desire is to know Christ. When you know Christ, you are the wealthiest person. You are the richest person. Oh, that somebody say, what are you talking about? You don't know. When you get to know Christ, he opens the door to know whatever you need to know and whoever you need to know. I've, known, I've, I've, I've met people. <laughs> people. But I'm still here. You see, you, when you get to know Christ, you choose your own path. It's no longer about what men chose for you. It's no longer about amen, what society, what family chose for you. There are certain people, they love Christ, but they love their family more than Christ. There are certain people, they love Jesus, but they love their church more than Jesus. They love their, you know, their community, their members, you know, they, they love the gift, yes. They love the blessing. They love what you benefit from Christ more than Christ himself. You think he doesn't know? He knows your heart from afar. I can tell you this because I died to those things. You think I also don't love those things? I do love those things, but I don't love them more than. That's why I can walk away from them. You see, it's easier said than done until you are brought to that point. I'm telling you, amen, why this man and how this man got to be translated from Saul of Tarsus to becoming Paul, a servant of God that changed the face of the earth through, amen, his encounter with God. There are too many cheap, cheap testimony of salvation. Too many. You see, was it two years ago when people were talking about Kaya West? Kaya West. I, social media was on fire. <laughs> Took, it's almost like some Christian can hit you when they see you physically, when you tell them this guy is, is salvation, is not, is not McCoy, it's not genuine. It's not, it's not the real thing. Yes, he claims it. But, but can't you see? I say, you, you wait and see. Didn't you see now? If he's not almost divorcing his wife, he's already going out with another girl. Oh, but he's got all the language. He's, he's brought that music. He's done all of that. And people, I know Christians from some even part of some of the, you know, churches of some of people that I know. And I'm saying to myself, what does your pastor, your apostle, what has he been teaching you guys? What has your bishop, what has your elder, whatever you teach, what are they teaching you guys? I wept for the for the for the shallow understanding of what we call salvation. Then we're talking apostolic, apostolic. That's why I say this thing apostolic we're building is gonna crumble because it has no foundation. It's built on weak, immature, blind followers. So many language, so many oratory, so many, you know, steams, but no fire. Go, go, you go Google Kaya West today. If it aligns to things you were saying, to, you know, two years ago. Kaya West, no, no. Because we, we are too driven, all right, by sentiment, by feelings. Some people were almost challenging me when I, because you see, as a prophet, sometimes when it comes to things like that, you have to, you have to take a point. You have to, because at the end of the day, you have to say something that helps people 
to understand. Then you leave them to their choice. Mine is not to argue. It's to bring out what God says, what we know, what we have amen, encountered and engaged in the word of life that we have been handling. The same I said about T.B. Joshua. People don't have to believe you. They don't have to like you. If you're going to be a prophet that will speak the truth, you cannot wait for the approval of people. You cannot wait for everybody to like you. No, I don't speak for people to like me. We bring the word of God in the, in the very best of way that we can bring it. I don't preach to, you know, to pull people down or to, you know, or to try to exalt. No, no, no. We just bring the counsel of God. You see, truth will always, amen, define who is willing and ready? The truth has the ability. Amen. I mean, Jesus spoke. He said things that the Bible says. The Bible says this. The Pharisee, the, 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 the disciple says, don't you know that the Pharisees were offended by what you said? The truth will offend you. It will offend you. And you know why the truth is offend you? Because there are areas of your life that you have not given up. There are areas of your life that you think, amen, you are in charge of, you are in control of. Truth does not care about, amen, uh, your, your, your preference, amen. Truth just speaks. Truth declares. You shall know the truth. If you are not seeking to know the truth, you'll never be free. You will be hearing the same thing, but you will be in bondage. Some people are in bondage of themselves, bondage of pride, bondage, yes, of arrogance, Bondage, yes, of their carnal nature. Bondage, hallelujah, of sexual perversion. Bondage, amen, of, of, of material things. Bondage of money. Bondage of fame, position. Bondage of their own giftings, yes. It will keep you in bondage. And you'll still be speaking, hallelujah, praise God. People will still be calling you brother. Brother in the Lord, sister in the Lord. But you're in bondage because you have refused to give those things up. You prefer those things because those things give you some kind of, you know, fulfillment, satisfaction, which of course are always temporal. There's nothing, amen, there is nothing a man or situation, circumstance or substance give to you that will last. Because all of these things, I have dealt with them. I have battled many things in my own life. So I'm not just telling you what the Bible says. I'm telling you what I have experienced. If you don't hate things that are contrary to the will of God, if you don't choose, if you don't develop an hatred for them, you will never be free from them. <laughs> you see? You'll never be free from them. Hallelujah. It's not in a man's way to direct his path. That's Jeremiah 10. You want to check that scripture out, 23. I know, oh Lord, that a man's way is not his own. That's the point. That's what I'm making this morning. That is what the conversion of Brother Saul, amen, who turned to Brother you know, Paul, is telling, to, telling us. All of the things this man knew, all of the things he had achieved, he had become, all of the things he had acquired, those things are good. But they are not the most excellent way. He said, behold, I show you the most excellent way. Guess what? When this man died to himself, to his old life, some of those things, God used them later on. That's why there is nothing, amen, you get to lose when, hallelujah, you give your heart to the Lord and you allow God to perfect his work in you. 
The work God has not perfected in you, and you want God to use that work to go and display something, showcase something, that thing is going to backfire on you. Don't you know that? Let's look at the scripture. On his way to Damascus, he heard a voice. <clears throat> Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Verse 5. That's the question. Who are you, Lord? You see the conversation. Who are you, Lord? Saul asks, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. There's a clarity, amen, of introduction. I am Jesus. Jesus Christ introduces himself to us. Many people who had, who had genuine conversion, amen, they heard the introduction. They saw Jesus introduce himself. If the Lord has not introduced himself to you, you, you will assume him for all kinds of things because there are all kinds of dimensions in the spirit realm. They sound spiritual, amen. But if they are not from the bowels, from the stream, from the heart of Christ, they are spiritism. There are all sorts of, you know, experience and, you know, all kinds of things in the spirit. You need to probe. Who is speaking? Where are you from? What is this? Is it Christ? Or is there another Jesus? Bible says and all kinds of Jesus will come in the last day. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He replied. Now, listen to this. This is where I'm going and this is where I'll see how we can round up. He says, now get up and go into the city. There was a clear point and place he must go. Now get up and go into the city. Conversion, hallelujah, leads to, amen, preparation for the release into ministry. Conversion, true biblically sound, amen, conversion will lead you into a point, a place, a time where you will be prepared for the reason of your conversion. We're not just converted to go to heaven. We're converted to be an instrument in the hand of God to change, to transform, to reform, and if you will, to restore. Now get up. I want you to see this. Now get up. Go into the city and you will be told what to do. And you will be told, you will be told. So you can see, I, I, I've spoken about this. I, I took time to, spoke, you know, to, to really share on this. I think the last uh, time we did uh, 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 um, a series, the, la the last series we did, right? that God leads us into the life of people, places. If God leads you into the life of certain people and places, amen, who are supposed to help you because God has those people. Like I said, amen, each of us, amen, are unique and the kind of people God brings our way that God leads us to, amen, to prepare us, amen, are those that he has unpicked, amen, for the kind of assignment, ministry, calling, purpose, or whatever it is he wants us to carry out in life. Yes, uh, is, these people are like, amen, our spiritual parents, if you will. Just like we have natural parents that nurture us, build us up to help us to become. All right? We also have people who are supposed to be, amen, our disciples, who are supposed to be, amen, the people who minister, who build us, who help us to understand this, this experience that we have encountered. 
Because if we don't have those people in our life, amen, there are things that we ought to know. There are things that we ought to, you know, understand. There are places in the dimension of life, amen, that God will send us, you know, to that we will not be able to fully function there. So it's not enough to, to see, to hear the voice of Jesus, amen. There are ministries that God, amen, has headmarked, has set aside, amen, to build you up, to train you. Like I said, when I gave my life to Jesus, oh, that was a lot of excitement there was a lot of yes a lot of zeal and the church amen that i give my life to jesus had all kinds of you know uh, uh you know how to keep you alive how to keep you bubbling you know all kinds of hyper you know uh, uh you know christianity and moving you know music and all of that that was good i love it but guess what i, I wasn't growing spiritually but there's a lot of you know teachings here and there about certain points. They didn't give us the whole counsel of God. And God in his mercy began to lead me to, uh, to you know, certain people. And those people, my word, I could not just have, have enough. I, I was like, God, what have I been doing all these years of my life? But I guess God wanted me to see the two. God wanted me to see the two sides. And what I know today, the kind of, yes, I learned from my, my former church. I was very close there. I was, in fact, close to the pastor. Before I left, I was the, the church person. I was the, the pastor's personal assistant. So it's not just some far off person. No, I was, so I was exposed to all kinds of things, materials. I saw all kinds of things, books. And I saw what these books all are focusing on. And when the Lord took me out of there and I met another group, very small, but massive power, depth, I grew. And that began to shape me into what the Lord has ordained for me. And I spoke about that the last time. That when we are in the wrong place with, that do not give us the right spiritual foundation, they do not prepare us for the work of ministry that God has assigned us for. And that work of ministry starts with identifying who you are as a person, as a human being. If you're a man, amen, as a man, as a woman, hallelujah, and begin to shape your understanding. They begin to bring all the, in fact, that former church that I was, one good thing that they did was they, you know, they, they invite a lot of ministries to come. So many of the things, in fact, my conclusion to leave that church was based on some of the ministry gift that I received from the invited guests. These people were, were totally different from the kind of food, you know, you eat in the house. So I said to myself, this is, this is different, but this, this tastes better. It's hard, but it tastes better. And I wanted more of that. And that set my heart on a journey. And God has a way of setting our heart on a journey. He has a way of preparing us. If he's got a plan for your life, there's something God, amen, wants you to do. And you are willing. You see, at a point I became, you know, dissatisfied with where I, with where, with where I was. In fact, people begin to think, oh, maybe this guy is backsliding me. Oh, but God knows what I was searching for. And you see, to make matter worse, I was, an, I was, I was being employed by the church. I was living, amen, in the in the staff quarters, staff house of the church. So, I, I mean, they, 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 the reason to leave should have been struck off because I didn't have a place to stay, where to go. 
It's not like I have money. It's not like, you know, I'm still a young teenager, you know, trying to discover my life. But I was full of zeal. I was on fire for God. And at that point, I saw myself falling into sin in that same church. And I said to myself, this is it. It's time for me to leave. I'm not supposed to be here again. And the Lord began to set my heart on the right path. So what I'm saying is God will direct you. He says, now get up and go into the city and you will be told. Listen to that. You'll be told. Many people don't want to be told. But when you come to the Lord, particularly at this point, you better be ready to be told what to do. But see, one good thing is the Lord will not lead you to the wrong place. Even if, amen, the person who led you to the Lord will help you. In fact, let me rephrase. Nobody can lead you to the Lord. People can prepare the path. But nobody can make you give your life to Jesus. It's something of the heart. We can prepare the ground. Amen. It could be on a crusade ground. It could be somebody walking to you, you know, at a coffee shop and just share the gospel to you and you give your life to Jesus. The person didn't do the job. The people who are doing the job, you may never know them. <laughs> You may never know them. Somebody has been paying the price. And that's why it's important that we have a church that is ever praying for soul, for people to be saved. We don't pray for things like that. Now, I know we pray for our car. We pray for God knows we're praying for. No, we need to pray. The more you pray for souls to be saved, particularly when you focus on a particular area, you focus. God will prepare the people. If he's not sending you, he will prepare the people that will go into that field. Amen. Amen. God knows that when you get to Sante, you may not be able to, you know, boldly declare the word of God. So he prepares, you know, um, God knows who. I mean, it could be a bank manager. It, may, it could be, you know, some, you know, a director. It could be somebody who is in some good business who, who has the influence and the, uh, the position, all right, but he's also converted. Hallelujah. And the person would just easily say, hey, you know, you need to give your life to Jesus. And the Yes, but he's not the one who did the job. Amen. There's a continuity. There's, you know, there's a division of labor. We need to, amen, steer up prayer. We need to steer up, amen, the heavens and cry out for souls. So that when God says it's time for that person to be saved, the person might just be walking into your office looking for a girlfriend. While the person is trying to eye you, you minister the word of the Lord to that person. And the person realized, oh, wait a minute, I need to accept the Lord into my life. Came for a different reason, left earlier, transformed, yes. Regardless of what, Paul had an agenda, he was going to where? He was going to persecute, he, he was on his way to persecute the church. So it's not about the condition, amen, of that person. It's about the preparation, amen, that has taken place in the spirit. Hallelujah. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Then the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground. But when he opened his eyes, he got up from the ground. Now he tried to open his eyes. <laughs> when he opened his eyes, he could not see nothing. <laughs> Did you see that? Now get up. The Lord never told him you'll be blind. <laughs> this is important. The Bible says when he got up, he opened his eye. Then he realized suddenly, I cannot see. He's like, hey, I can see. I can, I can see. 
what's going on? Is this what redemption, is this what salvation means? Amen. I cannot see. The Bible says when he got up from the ground, amen, he opened his eye. He opened it. He opened his eye. I'm reading scripture. I'm not paraphrasing. Verse 8, Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. <laughs> he could see nothing. He could see absolutely nothing. That is what happens to you when you claim to give your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. Your sight, because you see, your sight is what directs your life. We just read the scripture in Jeremiah 10. Hallelujah. It's not in a man's way to direct his own path. One of the ways you know you've given your life to Jesus. Or one way you know that you have moved from one dimension of spirituality to another. Is when suddenly amen, you, you feel inadequate. You feel amen, inadequate. You feel you need help. Yes. If you feel you're in charge, you can do it. You, know? you want to do something, just go ahead and do it. Ah, something, something tells us you, you did not encounter. If you encounter, amen, you'll be seeking for help. You feel, amen, vulnerable. You feel inadequate. Yes, it's one of the signs. Have you seen hefty, huge guys give their life to Jesus and they begin to sob like a baby? God brings them to the end of themselves. You'll be told what to do. You thought, okay, that's still fine. <laughs> got up from, get up from the ground. He got up from the ground. He opened his eye. Uh-oh, wait a minute. What's going on here? I can't see anything. Yes. That light that surrounds him is working in him. That light that surrounds him is now working in him. They're doing the work. <clears throat> Amen. That was in that was that was that they are, they are undoing a work, amen. That was done when Adam fell, when Adam and Eve ate the garden, at you know, at not at the garden, at the fruit in the garden. They are, they are undoing that work, amen, of one who sees things in the natural but has no sight into the spiritual life. Now, now they are correcting his sight. Have you been to, amen, to, you know, to the hospital? Or you've got an issue of your, with your eye. Maybe you've got you know, cataracts or glaucoma. And they start operating your sight. <laughs> yeah? You won't be able to see for maybe for a few days. To allow the healing to be perfected. Yes. At that point, you are at the mercy of whoever is there. It's a good place to be. Where you crowd for help. God help me. Lord help me. You've got feet but you can't walk. You need to be directed. You've got hands but you need to be directed. It's a place that we need to, we need to experience. And as we journey with God, it's important. Amen seasonally that heaven brings us to this point when you when you put yourself under a constraint you bring yourself to a point where you you bring your will under subjugation today i'm going to fast i'm going to depend on the lord is a is a is a beautiful place why are you fasting you're fasting amen 
to bring your strength under the control, under the influence of the Almighty God. That's what one of the things that fasting does. You know, because when you eat, have you noticed that when people eat, their mouth is always, they've got too much energy. <laughs> too much energy. <laughs> when you start fasting, you know, you have to, first of all, conserve your energy. You can't be saying every, because fasting, you know, it begins to drain your physical, mental. Have you noticed that when people start fasting, they start having headache? <laughs> they say, no, I can't take it again. I must eat. I must you say, you don't, you're not ready for God. You're not ready for spiritual things. Your body will fight back. Because your body, amen, your soul, uh, 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 you know, has been in charge and wants to remain in charge. Even as spiritual people, that's why it's important that we have a period of time where, you know, we, 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 we go into, amen, I call it deliberate fasting. You fast to bring yourself, amen, under divine, hallelujah, authority. Or else you can still be, hallelujah, praise God. You can be binding and loose and be making so much noise. But it's your soul that is driving you. So even when you begin to feel that pain, you begin to feel that sense of, hey, I need to drink water. I need to eat. I, I, you see that, you know, that chicken pie and that's they say, no, leave it. <laughs> you see the things you love, you know. <laughs> uh, like me, oh, my tea, you know, you've got to leave the tea today. <laughs> you got to leave that coffee. That, yeah, first thing in the morning, they serve you your coffee or your, your coffee or you go to the coffee, you know, uh, 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 shop to buy uh, but you, this morning he said no 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 coffee i said oh you don't want coffee to no 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 listen it's a sacrifice it's part of the journey it's part of maintaining your work it's part of keeping your spirit man alive we read a scripture uh, uh when was that now uh second corinthians nine it was yesterday or two days ago yes <laughs> if you want to win the the race <clears throat> You must go into strict, strict training. Strict, strict training. If you want to maintain, hallelujah, your path, you want to keep, amen, your signal, your signal frequency, amen, strong, you've got to maintain certain dimension of devotion, certain dimension of life, sacrifice. You, you take the dependency of the soul. You take the depend, de dependency of yourself. Yeah. You may feel tired and weak. But it's part of how you get. How you get and how you gain strength with God. You're not fasting for money. You're not fasting for God break me. Break, breakthrough. No. I'm saying you're fasting. God break me. Break my will. Bring me to, I want to hear clearer. I want to know there are things God wants to do in your life, but you can't see it. You can't hear it properly. So you fast to, to align, to surrender, to submit. Yes. Yeah. I hear you, Lord. I hear you. I hear, I hear you, Lord. Thank you, Father. That's maintaining the path, the path to Zion. Yes, it's straight and narrow. So you continually, amen, uh, 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 exercise yourself 
to enter through that straight and narrow gate. Yes, you exercise yourself. You go and carry that you know, weight in the gym. You, you do all that is required of you. You're not captured by frivolous mindset. You're not captured by the opinions of men. You're not captured by what people think about you. You're not moved by ideas of men. You're not, you, you know, you're not doing things for people's, you know, op, uh, you know. Like yesterday, I was just doing my thing, talking about, you know, women's day. And the Lord said, did you consider? Ten minutes before I began to write about Myrtle in terms of who she, who, what she has done and who this woman is. I wasn't, cons I never thought of matter. I wasn't thinking about her. But you see, when you are connected in the spirit, that's why people say, yeah, I first wrote and I, I just sent it. I, I went to a, you know, site, you know, I look for the picture that I think is, that, that is, that looks best. I picked that one. I did what I can do, you know, and I just start, and I just post it. I don't need, I don't need, I don't even need an approval. The spirit will direct you. I'm sure some people would have been hitting their head on the wall. Why didn't you write about me? Why? That's your own business. It's not my business. We move by the leading of the spirit. <laughs> Ten minutes, five minutes before that, I wasn't, I wasn't, Martha was not in my radar. I wasn't, but you see, she's in my spirit. Because she's part of my life. Like many are part of my life. And you see, God has a way of drawing things out. That's why you give yourself to the things of the spirit. Now, I wrote that. I'm wondering why everybody's commenting. People are, because it's the spirit of God who steer your heart to do it. It's not flesh. I'm not looking for a praise. She knows me for that. Of course, by now she knows that. When it's time to correct, I'll correct her. When it's time to rebuke, I'll rebuke her. When it's time to sing a praise, I'll sing a praise. That's just, it. That's just how it is. We are building people who even in their position of success, they will still be acknowledging what God is doing in their life. See, everything, the Bible says, must be done by the Spirit. When we are led by the Spirit, the Bible says we will not, we will not, we will not, amen, gratify the desires of the flesh. I pray some of the people following us will understand this principle. Because I do not sing the praise of men. I do not know. When you're converted, you will know, ah, this is God. This is God. And your response must be, must be godly. Not a response of a psychopath. Not a response of, of a charlatan, ungodly, carnal person. Go into the city. You'll be told what to do. The men, they heard the sound, but they see nothing. They were, they were speechless. They heard the sound, but they did not see anyone. He opened his eyes. He could not see nothing. So they led him. So they led him. You see? So they led him by the hand into Damascus. <laughs> they led him by the hand. This is a man who was in charge, who was going. Now they are leading him. Are you seeing the point? You see, we, we read through this thing and we just bristle through it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. 
there are principles locked in there. So they led him. Hallelujah. So they led him. So they led him to as many that are less. If you if you are be, if you are if you are being led, hallelujah, it's important to know that you have surrendered, you have submitted to the spirit. The Bible says so. So they led him to where? They led him by the hand to Damascus. For three days, he was blind. So this is not something that was just, oh, just quickly happened. No, no, three days. And we know that three signify, amen, the complete work of God in his life. Three days. Jesus' ministry lasted for three, you know, you know three, three decades. He lived, for, he, he, left, he lived his life for three, three and a half years. Yes. The three services, very significant in the things of the Spirit. Amen. Yes. It's a day of resurrection. It's a day of light. Three. Some of you, by the second day, you're, no, 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 give him up my sight, or else I'm going to restore it by myself. <laughs> For three days, he was, he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. So, can you see? Now, if you're blind, that doesn't mean that you cannot eat. So, it tells us that this guy was what, fasting. He did not eat or drink anything. He knew what has happened to him. How many people you hear get converted and they go into fasting? No. We celebrate them and all. We give them the wrong view, the wrong picture of what their life has come to. Now everything is going to go smooth. You lie to them. Verse 10. In Damascus, listen to this. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. A disciple. I want you to know that. It was not just any kind of a person. If, there was, if there's a disciple, there's a discipler. So, for the first time, they're introducing Paul earlier to the ministry of disciple, discipleship. It needs to be disciple. I've told you that, but you can see. Bible says there was, a, there, was, there, was, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in, in a vision. Ananias! Not this. The Lord did not speak to the prophets. He did not speak to the apostle. He did not speak to... But this guy, amen, he's been disciple in the apostolic. He's been disciple in the prophetic. He had the grace and the gifting of God earlier in his life. Have you noticed that they didn't, they didn't give him a big title? Say, so, hey, for the position that this guy, amen, uh, occupied, this poor guy, we need some big apostle, bishop to go minister to him. As a disciple. A disciple. Because they understand the importance of the work. Hallelujah. In, this, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him, Ananias. Yes, Lord. Did you see how he answered? Yes, Lord. Master. Yes, Lord. He wasn't running around. Who's speaking? Who's calling me? He knew them. He, he understand. He, he, he was able to clearly identify amen, the voice. Yes, Lord. He answered. The Lord said to him, go to the house of Judas on straight street. <laughs> I love this. Go to the house amen, of Judas on straight street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. Listen to this. He is praying. God saw the activity of this man's heart. God saw his condition. God recognized his fasting. God recognized, amen, his prayer. 
in the house of one hallelujah, called amen, uh, uh, Judas on the street called Straight. The Straight Street. <laughs> you think God doesn't know your number? You think He doesn't know who you, where you are? You think God doesn't know your condition? He knows. He sees. If indeed you are right, you are wrong. He sees. If indeed you mean what you are saying, amen, or you don't mean it. The, the more you play games with God, the more you defy. You see, I, I stopped playing games with God. There are still men of God playing games with God. You're playing hide and seek with the things of God. Playing God. Play, play ministry and playing God. God sees. He knows, he knows where I am today. He knows where I'm going to be tomorrow. He knows the day is going to come not too far. That I'm going to move into that place and I'm going to be doing his work. And he will be seeing me when I'm doing that. He knows where you are. Regardless of where you are under the planet, he sees, guess what? And he can direct people to you there. You can be somewhere in some, you know, uh, uh, bush, God knows where, you know, uh, struggling. He can direct people to you. He can direct resources to you. He called, in, you know, Ananias. He said, go, amen, to a street called, amen, straight. You will find a guy, a, a, a guy there from Tarsus. Amen. His name is Saul. You will find his name is Saul. <laughs> so when he gets to the house, amen, of, of, of Judas, there cannot be, uh, uh, there's, there's no somebody, no, no, there's, such a name is not here. Such a person is not here. No, no, he's here. Because the Lord told me. Be careful how you say God told you when God has not sent you. God doesn't miss his, or miss his word. He is praying. In a vision, verse 12, in a vision, he has seen, he has seen, hallelujah, a man named Ananias. That's Paul. He has seen in his vision, while Paul was praying, God gave him a vision. He has seen, hallelujah, a, a man by the name Ananias and come to place, who has come to place his hand on him to restore his sight. Verse 13, the Lord then Ananias, then Ananias replied, Lord, he, he replied, I have heard many reports. <clears throat> I've heard many reports about this man and all the arm he has done, amen, to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority, amen, from the chief priests to arrest all who are called by your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. I like the exclamation mark. Go. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings. <clears throat> Excuse me. And their kings and before the people of Israel. And I will show, I will, and I will show, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. So we, we can look at, you know, the, 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 the portfolio of his assignment here. We can look at, amen, his call of reference here. We can look at his, man, his mandate. It's clear. He's a chosen one. God said to Ania, so you've got to do what I need you to do. But his mandate is, amen, I'm going to be sending him to Gentiles and to kings kings of the Gentiles, so you can see that the ministry of this guy is one that must reach leaders, 
people, amen, in position of influence and authority. <laughs> and but not just the Gentiles, even people in Israel. And he's going to be persecuted. Verse 17, then Aeneas, then Aeneas went to the house and entered it, placing his hand on Saul. He said, Brother Saul. <clears throat> he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus Christ, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit immediately. Something like a scale fell from Saul's eyes and he could see. <clears throat> and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. And then you begin to see the development of this man. And how he began to, you know, be used. To advance the purposes of God. This is a beautiful. I mean beautiful. Not just a story. But a principle. That I, I, I really pray. And I, 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 I long. That many. Of our leaders. Church people. Will return back to this pattern. Because this pattern. Is an apostolic pattern. And an apostolic pattern. Never dies. As long as the church exists never dies. We must apply them if we want to see the same encounter. Did you see the flow, the sequence of encounter? How God, yes, dealt with Saul, led him, amen, to the house of Judas in the street called Straight, amen. How God, amen, sent Ananias to go. Ananias <clears throat> was doubting. God said, no, go. He's a chosen one. I will show this man many things, amen, he's going to do on my behalf. Friends, may we look back to these things and ask ourselves, like the Bereans, and compare. Are these things that we're doing <clears throat> aligning with what we read in the scripture? If they don't, let's push them aside and let's embrace the principle and the pattern of God. All this must be well established within the structure of our spirit man. So that when God tomorrow ministers, say, go to a place, a, a street, it gives you the name, the direction. You go there, you find things. This, these are things that have happened to me. God has given me direction. You know, go to this place, go to this. This is what is going to happen in obedience. So what, what we need to do as we continue to press further into the reality of the kingdom life that is emerging in our day, let's yield totally, let's surrender completely, amen, to the ministry, amen, of obedience. Let's surrender to the instruction, to the direction, to the voice of the spirit so that when God speaks to us, we're not looking for confirmation, we're not looking for, uh, uh, no, we just go, we just obey. Because we know the Lord has spoken. <clears throat> Thank you so much everyone this morning. We bless the Lord for the way God has continued to speak to us and direct our hearts. Father, we thank you. We praise you once again for the truth that you have unveiled to us. For the way that your spirit has taken us to look at this principle. Yes, Father. Thank you. May we align our hearts to these principles. May we not just read them, but may we understand the, the, the highlights of your prophetic 
desire. May we see, O oh God, your demand. May we respond to it, O oh God. May you be glorified in everything that we do. May our life bring honor and praise and glory to you. Yes, Father. We may not have uh, uh, so much that yes, others have in terms of what they have built massively, but we want to develop the capacity so that when you even give us such things, oh God, we will still remain and abide on the path, oh God. Because indeed, you are building a church in this season that will, yes, bring in the harvest even as you desire. We thank you, oh God, that we will be a church whose heart is prepared, yes, Lord, to bring men like, like Saul of Tarsus into your house so you can send them, you can deploy them again into the field to go minister, speak to kings and to Gentiles, Father. We thank you. We honor you because we know this will, will come to pass because this is your heart desire. So continue to use us, prepare us, use us for your glory. Make us worthy vessels, O oh God. May your name be exalted. Thank you for this time where we have studied, yes, the, the, the values and the principle of conversion. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you even for the concept of mentorship that we have also looked into. We thank you. We bless your holy name. Grant us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to further on, oh God, as we continue to see principles and values in your word that can change the course of our life to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so very much. We want to bless the Lord once again for the things God has done this morning. These are words of life, words of hope, words that can transform and change your life if you apply faith and the right attitude, of course, in total obedience. God is moving. The Spirit is speaking. Let's respond. God bless you. I wish you all a prosperous, blessed week ahead. I pray God will guide you, direct your steps, and bring you to the place of his good pleasure. May your life continue to bring honor and praise to him. May you never give up. May you never be tired. May you daily may seek the renewal of your strength as you surrender to the impressions and direction of the Holy Spirit. May you continually be washed by the washing of the water through the word of God. May God's word never, never lose its value in your life. God bless you. We'll see you again, hopefully tomorrow, if the Spirit permits us. God bless you. Enjoy your, your day. Bye-bye.